This episode of Tuesdays with Laserbeak is brought to you by our good friends at Copycats Media. I've been working with Copycats for like close to 15 years now, it feels like. And they've been our go-to company um, for all the CDs and the vinyl that we've printed up over the years. The thing I really appreciate about Copycats is how hands-on they are. Um, when we're in the middle of putting a record together, I'm talking to them multiple times a day. We're going through artwork, design, printing, packaging, shipping, um, getting things to distribution on time. And they're kind of holding my hand every step of the way. So regardless of what level you're at, if you're interested in printing up physical CDs, physical vinyl, um, I would totally recommend hitting up Copycats. It's copycatsmedia.com and they are the best. Cool. Well, we're rolling. So. Okay. Bam. Tim clap. Boom. In honor of Tim, the greatest. Tim Nelson. God bless go. him. Laser beam. It's Jacob and it's B. Hello. It's Tuesdays with Laser Week, and it's the first Tuesdays with Laser Week podcast of the month of March 2020. Mm-hmm. Feels Here good. We are. Feels good. Sun is shining. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a thousand pounds lighter because we had a bunch of announcements come out in the last like five Super days. Super exciting. Super exciting. A uh, little foreshadowing. The Heartbones album was released last Friday, mm-hmm. um, who I manage and have been very involved in with the rollout. And so getting that out into the world is always like, oh my God, we fucking did it. Um, and we're going to have Heartbones on very shortly to talk about that whole process. Yes. Uh, Doomtree announced not only a new crew song that has all seven members, which is the first time we've do- we've released anything since All Hands, which is over yeah. five years ago. Yeah. Song's called Five Alive, beats by Paper Tiger and myself, Sick Trim, raps by P.O.S., Sims, Mike McLon. Dessa, Cecil Otter. It's the whole gang. Incredible. I don't know how we pulled it off, honestly, <laughs> but we did. And I'm so excited to have it out. And I'm also just excited that people seem to like it. People are really excited to see Doomtree back. It feels good. And I think it's really easy when you're too close to something to just be like, we're old or we're washed or um, I don't know if anyone cares about us anymore. You know, yeah. The music industry moves really fast. Um, but I just felt like... I don't think I was, I don't know what I was expecting, but I, my expectations were exceeded Mm -hmm. and it feels good to just be like, Hey, we have a new song and we have two like awesome shows in our hometown. And that can be that for right now. I know that there's a lot of people that are like, what about the album? And what about the tour? And like, and, and that's totally uh, understandable. Like I perfect world. I would love that too. But one song at a time is my motto for 2020. So this one, I'm really um, pleased with how this one came together. We hadn't all written together in five years, six years probably, um, and I'm encouraged by the idea that that could lead to making another song, and then we'll just see. And you know, and the, so I just don't want to get ahead of myself or ourselves, but at the same time, I'm feeling like this feels like a good time to mm-hmm. to try it again. Um, so yes, check out Five Alive by Doomtree if you haven't yet. It's uh, everywhere. Truly everywhere. Truly everywhere. Uh, and then the two shows that we announced um, are in co- um, collaboration with First Avenue. Our beloved hometown concert venue is celebrating their 50 years in the in the world. So this mm-hmm. is a 50-year anniversary show at First Avenue May 1st, our old stomping grounds. And we haven't played there as all seven of us in over five years, too, which was That's like crazy. our home, yeah. With, yeah. you know, the blowout and everything. And then the following night, May 2nd, at the Palace Theater in St. Paul, which is a bigger venue that First Avenue also runs, um, back-to-back doubleheader. That's incredible. Uh, I think, so we're talking right now, and it's the day before tickets go on sale publicly, and they're already moving quite a bit with the pre-sale. Yeah. So, so make sure knows? you get maybe, them. Maybe by the time you hear this, it's sold out. Maybe we've announced another is. 15 shows. It'll be like Garth Brooks style. It'll be yeah. 15 nights at Target Center. I I will be gone by that point, but... That there's a there's a there's a good chance I'm flying back. We're bringing for, Jacob for back at least the palace. Oh yeah, show. we should say I don't know if we've mentioned that yet. Jacob is going to be going to yes. Massachusetts, mm-hmm. not permanently, I hope, and not South Africa. Not South Africa. I heard Cape Cod, and I I in my mind turned it to Cape Town. Yeah, which I do. Which I just yeah. I thought like international you were telling Jacob. People that I was going to. <laughs> that I, I was, was telling everyone I knew like well. 
you know, I don't know if we'll be able to do that because Jake is going to be in South Africa for quite a while. <laughs> and it turns out you're going to be, a, be in Massachusetts. off the coast of Massachusetts. Um, yeah, so I'll be gone for nine weeks. That does not, the podcast will go on. The podcast no goes worries. on. Um, Jake is going to put some things in place where I supposedly am going to be able to do this on yeah, my own. We'll make it work. We'll I'm gonna make bring it happen. In, I'm going to bring in a special guest, DJ Fundo, to uh, be my co-anchor while you're gone. It's going to be. At least be, one episode. I'm. I'm excited to hear what that's going to be like because I don't even know what that what that's going to be like. I'm a little like. scared about Fundo it. Fundo is hilarious. He'll, be, and he'll hold it down for you. And we're, we're also stacking interviews. So they'll be, whatever. We'll keep yeah. this thing going while you're yeah. gone. But I'm really excited for you. You're going for yes. podcasting. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing like a nine week audio workshop course. And so hopefully I'll gain a whole bunch of skills, come back here and uh, the podcast the will podcast be better than ever. will be revamped. But yeah, hopefully I'll be back for the May show and maybe we'll have like a full crew episode or a mini I love episode. That. I like, love that. Or like a full crew, like book, follow them the day of the show kind of a thing. Book your flight. You'll be like the, the woman on the street. Yeah, exactly. The woman in the green room. Yes. Um, I'll be running from the green room to outside <laughs> talking to people. And yeah, I think it'll be, I'm super excited it's for gonna it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. And then... um and then on top of that, the Lizzo Bangers album finally got reissued yes. and is now back on streaming sites worldwide, um, which was her first album that came out in, can't remember, but seven years ago, maybe. Mm. Uh, and I'm just so thrilled because that was like, that was a big part of my life. And so, you know, to have it back up and just be like, hey, this is this is a thing. And this is like part of the lineage feels so wonderful. So, you know, shouts to everyone that's checked it out and that has sent me something very kind to say. It made me made me feel really good. Real nostalgic. Tears of joy. Tears of joy. And it's been fun to go down memory lane with like all the pictures of like the first rehearsals and me and Sophia Aris and Lizzo and Cliff and Ryan and like all the the um, the crazy characters involved in that kind of boom in the beginning. So Mm -hmm. um, it's been really fun. And I have a little more clout now with my. um, with my kids and their classmates because they actually there is proof that I am on an album cover with Lizzo. Yeah. Me and my um, broken black Toyota Camry. Incredible. Rest in peace. Um, so, yeah, it's a big it's a big week. Feels good. And um, and I think we just keep it moving. Yeah. We're on to the next one. We've got an incredible guest, uh, Sean Tillman, a.k.a. Harmer Superstar and Sabrina Ellis of A Giant Dog and Sweet Spirit are coming in. Just really excited to have them on. They're great people. And. Let's do it. This episode of Tuesdays with Laserbeak is sponsored by Twin City Tees. They are the greatest. They make all of the Doomtree merch um, and all the different stuff that all our artists use. Anything from like screen printing, uh, t-shirts, posters, hoodies. They do embroidery for your hats or whatever kind of crazy uh, jacket you want. Um, Basically... Anything you can dream up in the land of merch, Twin City Tees has got you covered. And I really cherish our relationship with them. They've gone above and beyond for us. I've seen them do it for a lot of other people. Um, and they're always a phone call away. So make sure you check out TwinCityTees.com or at TwinCityTees on socials. If you have anything you're looking to get made, those are your people. And they will ship it out to you and absolutely crush it. So lots of love to them. And thank you them i thank them i'm thanking them for sponsoring this podcast we could not be more excited to have two guests at once sabrina and harmar sabrina ellis sean tillman of the band Heartbones. hello hi there we need some bomb sound effects, some air horns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and we're very lucky to have you guys because you leave in like two days for tour, right? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. Thanks for making time. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, how are we feeling? <laughs> feeling hot. Yeah, it's hot in here. Yeah. We got some cold water there. <laughs> cold water hot boxing. Yeah, we're hot box in the studio. We're actually in a hot box. There's no smoke. We literally are. Yeah. Let's do a quick, like, um, this is your life. Let's start with you, Sabrina. Tell me about yourself. How did you grow up? <laughs> um, in three sentences. Sure. I no, could. you can, okay. you can I, do longer. All right. I grew up in the suburbs of Houston. I grew up with um, a, with three-fifths of the members of a giant dog. 
Oh, really? We've been friends for 17 years. We've been a band for 12. Holy shit. And yeah, Sabrina p- performs in A Giant Dog and Sweet Spirit. Yeah. In addition to Heartbones. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, basically since 2016, I've been on tour perpetually with very little time off. Before that, I was a, a server at times, but often a line cook, sometimes even a little bit um, in a more creative role in a kitchen. And Sweet. I took that really seriously, equally seriously as music until... Um, until music became a really heavy time commitment and I made the decision with my bandmates to go completely for broke in 2016. Amazing. And did you guys go actually broke probably? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three or four dollars uh-huh. for months at a time just in the bank account. <sighs> so The Rock has a entertainment company now called Seven Bucks and it's the whole story is like, after my football career in Miami, I had seven bucks in my pocket, and I used it, and now I'm blah, 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 the rock. <laughs> so maybe that could be a giant dog story, too. Four bucks. Four bucks entertainment. Um, and then, okay, so, and it's on the road with a giant dog and spe- sweet spirit that both of your guys' paths cross, right? Yep. Yep. Because I remember the, was it Harmar tour, and sweet spirit was the opener for, like, the whole... Yeah. Because I remember coming to see that main room show. I was like a a giant dog, kind of, I turned into like a super fan, I guess. Yeah. Like different like um, uh, festivals and times I'd be in Austin, a giant dog would just be like on the coolest or be the coolest show in town that I'd always like leave our show to go see. Awesome. And then, yeah, so I just. So did you meet that way? Were you like, hey, I love your band? Yeah. I love it. (laughs) You're like, cool. We were at Triple Rock. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I never Rest approached in, in Austin. I always felt like I was, like, on their turf. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, that's good. That's good. You want to respect the, the territory. <laughs> yeah. Um, you met at the Trip Rock. I love it. Okay. And then how – because I remember seeing that show. I remember seeing Sweet Spirit, and I think maybe meeting you very briefly and just being like, holy shit, this is, like, uh, all types of – like, I really liked the music, but then the, the live show was just a whole another thing, which is what the Harmar live show is, too, I feel like. Were you guys immediately like, oh, we're siblings? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think once, like... once I convinced Sabrina, because I feel like Sabrina at first was like, what do you do and who are you? Why are you, <laughs> Why are you here? Why would we tour together? What do you, what, what do you bring to the table? Sure. It, I mean, it wasn't you. You just had to say the word tour and I perked up. But yeah, I don't I'm not uh, I'm a pretty introverted person. So when someone has a really confident and boisterous approach, I often shrink up sure. and become like a deer in headlights. But yeah. then I kind of heard these words coming out of Sean's mouth and the word tour, and I'm like, oh, wait, okay. That brought you back. Come into my office. <laughs> Share these potatoes with yeah. me. Strictly business. <laughs> but then we, uh, yeah, we go into the office, and then it was like in that movie Nell. Um, I think it's Nell? Yeah, Nell. Oh, I don't think I've seen Chubby it. Foster. Oh shit! I gotta see this movie. No, is it? It's really is heavy. Is it Jodie Foster? Yeah, and and uh, Nell has a twin, and they're feral children, <laughs> <laughs> and they have this game where they mirror each other. They stand there and mirror each other, and then speak yes. in kind of a made-up language. And that's <laughs> that's what happened. Much what happened when we stepped into the green room of Triple Rock? Yeah, <laughs> and Heartbones was Just born. Mirroring. Yeah. Yeah. Total silence, like two mimes. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. like, yeah, it was like two. Paris, Texas through like the uh, <laughs> visitation class. Yes. But, Amazing. Uh, yeah. So it was a wrap. A lot of tears. But, right. But when aren't there? Somehow. Yeah. When aren't there a lot of tears? tears. <laughs> I was crying what I call mouth tears. I was just drooling down my mouth. <laughs> so that is the impetus of, of Sweet Spirit and Harm Arturing. But that's not yes. the like, we're going to start a band called Heartbones. That doesn't no. come till after the the touring, right? It was. Or maybe it was just like, was always meant to be. You're a hard hitter, B. I know. I'm really getting in there. I'm gonna get in there. Uh, you like, guys gotta get ready. You're on the road. You need to. Yeah. yeah let's yeah, fucking go here. Um, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is boot camp, baby. Like, like you know, we always, we always, you know, throughout a tour, you always like once you become friends with who you're out with, or like, um, you know, you kind of just become like a a big rolling team gang with yeah, members out totally on squat. the road with you. Uh, um, you know, you just start to like mess with people coming up on stage and joining for songs. And so we had Sabrina come up and sing, what was it like Youth Without Love mm-hmm. and like the Harmar song? Yeah. And then yeah, we started yeah. doing When You Were Mine, the Prince song, and just kept adding stuff because, like, you know, everybody in the band loved this really like 
off bass song we have called uh, Famous Last Words. It's really kind of just like a punk song. And so nice. like everybody would like stage dive from the awesome. band during that show. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like we just once we started singing together, we knew we had like kindred uh, stage style approach and like and that kind of thing. But like just hearing our voices together was really like kind of magic. It yeah. was just like, whoa, this is like we Click. got to try. Yeah. We got to make something out of this. Did the okay? So I remember you the, when I really met you. It was at BJ's studio mm-hmm. in Northeast, and you'd come up. And I, I think you guys were also planning to go out on the um, the tu- the first tour, which was Dirty Dancing, yeah, thing, right? And that was when like the first I was hearing like the first Heartbone songs and just being like, oh shit, you guys are like, I think you had written like five songs yeah. maybe before yeah. or some shit. Like it was just like it didn't exist, and then boom, there was like almost an album. Very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Good job. I feel like just <laughs> we just like had to take advantage of our time together, you know, like just feeling like, well, I came down to Austin. We should write as many songs as we can. We demoed some down there. And then we met up with was BJ. Did, were the BJ sessions after that? Yes. Yeah. So then we decided mm-hmm. to kind of uh, try it out with BJ, who's like BJ Burton. By the yes. Way, who we're talking Shots about. to BJ Burton. Yes. Of Bon Iver and Chance the Rapper and Banks and yeah. all so famous. Yeah, yeah, all the most great. famous musicians. Um, and he just sort of like let us kind of go wild and we were just sort of drunkenly throwing things at the wall in the studio and and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and got some really cool stuff out of it. Um, and that's how you kind of came on board. Yeah. BJ was like, we got to get beak in here to make stems and yes meanwhile like i i'm sure sabrina was like what is laser beak <laughs> what, what, what is what a laser is beak, beak? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what exactly is a laser beak it's still the jury's still out on that um yeah, yeah. beak walked in with like a, a long trench coat and tiny sunglasses and a briefcase <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of nodded and then took the Took the stems in the briefcase. Yes, I brought put, some stems. Put them all in there. <laughs> like a bird. And, yeah, and <laughs> went into uh, an even darker back room and insisted on a smoke machine in there. Had to have it. And then being <laughs> sat in there in the haze for about eight hours, and it looked like he was trying to deactivate a bomb system. <laughs> you? That is kind of what making stems feels like. You yeah. need Sabrina to write your promo material. I think she just, yeah, good. Sabrina yeah. just did write the promo. That was really good. Um, I feel like you just described like Ryan Olson's actual yes. process. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's more lasers the there. The we went into Ryan Olson's studio was crazy too because it's like, oh, okay. Um, and, you know, a peer of Sean's who's very, you know, successful music engineer and producer. And we walk into this basically what looks like a squat yes. house. And we walk up these concrete stairs that are covered in Coke cans. Yeah, Pacifico <laughs> bottles. And, yeah. Ham's cans. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and I'm like, I'm really OCD, so I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, ew, 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 ew. But it's like in high school when you're invited you're like, into a... Gotta be cool. Yeah. You're Play like, it cool. Yeah, I'm down for whatever. Totally. <laughs> my place is like this, too. Yeah, this is yeah, great. yeah. Who cares? And then we walked into a room full of couches and lasers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like lasers going, but there were only three people hanging out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the yeah. most intimate rave yeah. of all time. Yeah. It's like, like, just trying to like cultivate a madness within you <laughs> it's usually where he's yeah. he's able to pull it out of me almost every time yeah. <laughs> that is a terrifying walk of of fear and like anything could be at the top of those stairs yeah. by the time you get up there you're like this could be anything in the entire world and for listeners at home ryan olson is the the yes. producer behind Polisa, marijuana death squads uh Done a lot of Bony Bear stuff. Countless so, other, yeah, Swamp Dog. Gangs, all the, yep, gangs. gangs. Swamp Dog, yeah, that's a huge Swamp. One. Um, but yeah, so so BJ helps kind of get those, I remember those first couple singles come out, and then you guys go out as like a dirty dancing <laughs> tribute <laughs> act, yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah, right? Kind of. Like, I mean that in the most, like, loving way, but, like, oh, yeah. it was the... I mean, you're you just didn't... saying what happened. Yeah. I know, that's what I do. qualifying uh, like, it what? <laughs> as though it was your opinion <laughs> that that happened, but it, it happened. That's right. Why are you we... twisting our words? That's what I do. We this is where we... Yeah, we yeah. did choose that. Dirty Dancing like, Tribute Act. It was like, we wrote, like, three songs. We're like, this is going to be really good, but we should go on tour right now. <laughs> I was kind of, like, the excitement about it. And, like, I remember just being, like, we were kind of, like, 
homing for, you know, like inspiration of duets and like most of them happen to just be on the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when I think duet, I'm like all of the That's Dirty it. Dancing soundtrack. Yeah. So we just started listening to it and I was like, what if we just did this whole thing and like five of our own songs to kind of introduce this band to people and then uh, I just were, was very persistent <laughs> <laughs> as I'm just annoying like that. <laughs> Pushing you through. You're unrelenting. <laughs> Creatively. Creatively unrelenting. unrelenting. <laughs> well, and I was still in this as just like a, a friend or an outsider. When that thing got announced, I was like, holy shit. This is like a there's a one. There's a market for this. And that, that and that was just such a creative way to launch a project that I would never have thought would be feasible yeah did it. it was kind of like yeah why not try and it just ended up selling out like first yeah. avenue like after a turf club show and the whole tour was really successful and we had like eight of us out there yeah. like it actually it worked made a little bit of yeah money, you know what i mean like shocker it was kind of weird like you know it's like oh yeah so it took tight. a little while to shake like the Dirty Dancing cover band thing, but I don't really think that of that as a bad thing either. No, because people mm. that's like just brings out joy, and, and we're ready for it as a as a nation or as a culture. <laughs> as I feel a like society. Yeah, yeah. In 2020. We were, we were finally ready for. We it. need it. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. There was so much shitty shit going on. Yeah. Like, remember when yes. stuff was yes. a fake 50s in the 80s? We all danced. <laughs> and... Was this fun? Excuse me. Was it hard? Because uh, most of the Heartbones band is the Harmar band, or a lot, or like. Tied to Harmar, was it tough for you, Sabrina, jumping into a whole, having toured with like your brethren for so long and jumping into a whole new environment like that and being on the road for a while? It wasn't hard, um, but I, I didn't think about what it would be like prior to it. I just was really down and hopped in, and then once in, I think the thing that surprised me most was the volume of fast food. Yes, <laughs> I've witnessed the that. Harmar band, not not Sean, but like the Harmar band can can knock down, consume. Oh, I can I can keep up. <laughs> try, not, try not to anymore. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go ahead and be my little ew, ew, ew self yeah. again. But yeah. I, I haven't had fast food. In it just hasn't been a part of my life. Oh wow. Um, did you the, do you remember like vividly the first time you ate? What did you eat? A cheeseburger? Yeah, just one of those dollar cheeseburgers. Yeah. Actually, the very first time I had a McDonald's cheeseburger. Um, so growing up in in the suburb of Houston, my next door neighbor was a Vietnam Vietnamese family. Okay. Um, and yeah, one of the father of the family was a a refugee, um, and and veteran <clears throat> of the Vietnam War. Oh wow! And I became really close with this family. The daughter was the same age as me and um, was my best friend as a child. So I'd be invited over for family dinners, you know, a couple times a week. Um, and I remember the first time I went over there, I was about seven. And I think that they thought, well, this little white kid. Um, <laughs> probably loves McDonald's. Well, yeah, is, they probably <laughs> assumed is not going to want oh. our traditional homemade Sure. Delicious, incredible, <laughs> incredible, authentic Vietnamese food. So yeah, we sat down around the table, and they handed me a Happy Meal in a bag, and I felt real naughty and real wrong. And I, <laughs> I tore into that. I ate it. It's pure sugar. Right. Tasted great. Um, and then I was very ravenous. So I start looking around the table. I'm like, what's everyone else got going on? <laughs> and then, the, yeah, the. Um, the mother, Yen, she noticed that I was looking around at the food, so she started making me a bowl. and uh, Amazing. It was amazing. And then from then on, when I was invited over, I knew that um, it, you, they knew not to get me a Happy Meal. Oh, so they had literally just bought a Happy Meal for, for you. Me. The entire rest of the family was eating <laughs> home-cooked food. food. <laughs> God so bless funny. them. That's so thoughtful, though, that right? really thoughtful. That's, yeah. so that's what we do just right on tour. <laughs> yes. like we're eating, like, you know, Indian buffet. Yes. Just, like just, actually homemade. Just totally. Get, get them a happy meal. Sabrina. Yes. Because we're like, well, we've had a lot of Taco John's in uh, our time. I found Taco John's. Uh, I'm, this won't be a popular thing to say. 
in the Midwest, but I found Taco John's <laughs> appalling. Yes. No, <laughs> speak your truth. As yes. a Mexican person. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, speak the, it. The point of Taco John's is not to be Mexican food. That's one thing we always forget to like include in the in the story yes. beforehand. It's not actual Mexican we're not food. We're trying. We're not we're not expecting Mexican it's food. It's basically <laughs> just a way to to make tater tots into yeah. Something else. Skinnier tater tots, yeah. sloppy Joe taco. Yeah. That's basically what you're getting. It is. I am surprised they don't put black olives on the tacos because that is the ultimate Midwestern uh, move. Yeah. I think, well, if you get Supreme. Oh, they put black olives on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> I, I always grew up eating the, like, you know, just Minnesotan tacos and we just dumped black olives yeah. all over. Oh, yeah. It doesn't make any goddamn sense at all. Yeah. I don't know where that came from, but I mean, honestly... When it comes out on the nachos sometimes here yeah. at the bars in the Midwest, I'm like, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Black olives like, on the nachos. That cool. doesn't offend me. It's, <laughs> it's extra protein. It's, that's black true. Black olives are really good for you. That's true. <laughs> so maybe more black olives on nachos. I'm going to carry yeah. that with me going forward. I just love that you had never really eaten fast food. I think that's amazing. Yeah. So outside of the the nutritional aspects, you got along with these guys all right. It worked oh, out. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that brings us around. Yeah, um, full circle. It was a really valuable experience. Um, everybody in everybody that Sean has curated to work with him has a lot of like longevity together and with Sean and everybody comes from different musical backgrounds. Everyone's a really really fierce and capable musician and then also just um they have good vibes in a way that they're self-aware about very wise boys yeah and so yeah, i yeah. was hearing the wise boys from the van <laughs> behind me and uh one of them says to the other how do you think the vibes are and the other one's like i think the vibes have been pretty good and you know it's up to us to just keep keep the good vibes flowing and I turned around kind of giggling, and, and I saw, like, in their faces just, like, the most sincerity. Aww. And I realized, yeah, I was very moved because I realized that they were just hyper-aware yeah. of their energy that they put out and the way that everybody balances each other. And um, Oh, it's beautiful, yeah. actually. But, no, I think that energy thing is so real because I, I toured more in my younger days, but, like, had no idea of what it meant to have, like, energy that, is a you know like I know people when they step in a room, the room changes whether that's for good or bad. If they're really happy, that's for good. And my dad was one, was someone like this too. Is someone like this? Um, but it's just like, yeah, you start to learn about like your powers almost, and then that you have to rein those motherfuckers in, yeah. or else you can really kill a vibe. Um, yeah. Or your dad was a vibe. Well, and, and, dad. I, uh, <laughs> big shouts to my dad. <laughs> Equal vibe killer, but also vibe grower. Yeah. It's just yeah, dependent just on which day of the week. <laughs> uh, but but yes, like that was my first. Even as a as a kid, realizing like, oh, whatever mood that person is in is gonna is gonna be the mood that is gonna get passed on to everybody else. And um, and as more of like a timid, shy person, I hadn't really thought that that was a possibility. And tour is like the ultimate experiment for that because you're just. Oh yeah. How many of there are you in each other's face? All the yeah. time. Now we're 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 like five. Okay, slimmed it down for a the, little. For the dirty dancing thing, we just needed so many sounds. So we, there were eight, yeah. of, eight of us. So me off the gate, which was like bigger than any. How did you tour. did you tour that with two vans? No, just sprinter? a big a sprinter. Yeah. God. Just, just, yeah, sprinter sprinter fit us. I suppose, and not much merch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we don't have, we can talk about this as much as you want to or as little as you want to. But I know that as I got involved. Because full disclosure, I manage Heartbones, so yes. there, there it is. You um, do? I know, amazing. Wow. It works out well. Just, oh my gosh! Wow. Works out so well. Wait, to... How much of this podcast do you own? Get ten percent of exactly. Our too. See, that's the that's the the hustle. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, but you know, in meeting you guys um, and talking more about like, oh, you know, is there a fit for somebody else to come in and kind of just help do some of the more of the logistical day to day stuff? Um, I think you both were going through having been on the road a bunch. With heartbones and without heartbones, like your own mental health stuff of just like, oh, yeah. you know, whether that's like uh, sleep and, you know, anxiety and stress and blah, 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 like all those things. that, And we talk about that stuff a lot on here. Almost every conversation kind of naturally gets to that at some point. Yeah. I feel like if you get a bunch of musicians right? together, everyone's mm-hmm. kind of crazy, crazy <laughs> in their own way. Yeah. And, and admittedly so. Yeah. Yes. and But, but I've felt so... Um, I don't know, energized by just talking about it and then talking about it on a public platform, as small as that platform is, because mm-hmm. it's just a, such a reminder that like 
we all go through this musician, not musician, traveler, not traveler. How has that been? I don't even know what my ultimate question is, but do you guys want to speak on that or how like you noticed it, how you've things you've done to maybe try to help maintain positive health on the road? Uh, well, for me, I've had like definite like blow ups with just like anxiety manifesting in like alcohol and drugs, just sort of like just to like yeah. numb a pain, which turns into like this other monster. And like uh, once, you know, I had like fully had it about a year ago with with alcohol. I just like didn't know what to do. Sabrina was there to like just be like, oh, well, maybe you just need to, like, go away, you know? And I was, sure. like, looking into, like, that and options, like, actually, like, do, like, uh, outpatient or sure. even inpatient, something inpatient, yeah. anything. And I was, like, looking into options, and I felt, like, very uh, secure in it because Sabrina had, like, you know, uh, had been through similar kind of instances of sure. this and, and was not ashamed and was, like, it is awesome. You should, like, definitely, yeah. like, you need this. And I was, like started to look into it and I was I was figuring things out on my own and I was getting really frustrated what the the, the whole thing with that was like the the system wouldn't let me mm. have treatment yeah which was crazy like mm. any program I would get into I would have had to like quit touring nobody's helping and you're in the artists who one need to of like the... work to like pay for this you know mm. and what a vulnerable position to be in at that point because it takes a lot to even just ask for help and then to be met right. with like a lot of challenges in getting it, yeah. which I think speaks yeah. to a lot of issues with our, well, whatever. and yeah, a lot of like mental health care. I work for like a mental health initiative media thing. So, but like a lot of mental health care, it's, it's all sort of like for a point of crisis. And it's like, there's very little preventative yeah. there when you're like, yeah. I'm not at a crisis point, but yeah. if I don't get help now, I might get to a crisis. Or just point. talking to someone in the system. It's like just another level of health care, where it's like, well, yeah, but if you miss a week, then we have to restart you on the program for three months. And I'm like, I just need to go make this money so I can afford to do pay this. my mortgage yeah. and right. live my life. And I don't need to get set back by trying to get help, you know? And yeah. it's just like, you know, and I understand it's like a system, but it's like it's not – the system is like fully broken for anybody. Like there's just no leeway. So uh, luckily I just sort of kind of – white knuckled it and just got through and I'm very comfortable not drinking anymore. And like, you know, it's, it's totally good, but I, I just can't imagine, you know, needing more help than I did at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy how that system's broken. Well, and did you notice, cause you basically did, you went cold Turkey with booze, right? Yeah. I just stopped and I was kind of like, well, I'll quit for a couple months and then, you know, maybe reset myself. And I felt yeah. like my brain was just kind of soaked and, I was just making up all these excuses. And then after a couple of months, I just felt so good not drinking and, like, waking up and just, like, being more human and a day person that that it, it worked for me, which yeah. I feel so lucky about because I know right. it's not, not always like yeah for, like, so many people. Did you go through a similar thing at all or Sabrina? Or has it been, like, with, with being like, oh, I need to take a step back from whatever the vice is? I think, um, yeah, for me, my... Yeah, mental health and also treatment for it has been a journey since I was a child. Um, And I think that the point where, like, the point of most progress and reconstruction of my ability um, to take care of my own mental health happened throughout my early 30s, and I'm still in Mm. my early 30s. So it was a lifelong journey, and then pretty recently I started to um, feel, like, very empowered to make changes. And I think one of the things that I found most empowering for uh, making mental health changes is self-awareness. But if you're somebody who struggles with your mental health, self-awareness maybe doesn't come easily. Maybe yourself is hiding from yourself for a very long time. So I think the point where I was really breaking and thinking I'm compromising my career. I'm compromising the career of others I work with. Um, my vice was rage. Mm. Um, I had a huge rage and anger management problem that could at times put my life in danger and, um, you know, could at, at times be physically in, endangering. Yeah. And, um, you know, it took a couple different processes to get through it and to figure out where it was coming from. Um, we, hide, we hide from ourselves and it's not deliberate. Um, our subconscious is bigger than the conscious part 
of our brain. And um, we have all these survival mechanisms that include like repressing things, uh, repressing emotions, um, but that can impact you know, our well-being totally. and our quality of life. So it's been a long journey, and I think, you know, part of dealing with rage was um, I went through a process called EMDR, yeah. eye oh, movement yeah. desensitization and reprogramming, which is uh, to help PTSD patients. Um, and you've done this too, Sean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that was that something that got you to start to really, like, look, at, look I inward? Like, yeah, I felt like 50% improvement on wow. my whole thing and then massive and, and then I still needed help I was still struggling and still continuously trying to push myself to work through all of this uh, as in work professionally while yeah. going through all of this and then I came to a point where um, I realized I needed to yeah ch- check myself into inpatient um, when I came out of that I I went through group therapy uh, which was a s- six weeks three hours a day, four days a week. It was like being oh. in school for a semester. Yeah. And that was the most humbling experience possible was, um, you know, showing up every day in a room. We were all from different walks of life. Uh, you know, some of it was a great thing to just air the truths about what I was going through, but others of it was to realize, wow, you know, be grateful because mm. everything I've been going through has felt really hard for me, but some people go through really, really, really yeah. hard stuff that I can't fathom. Right. Um, yeah, so to see the kind of silver lining and all of it at the same time. Yeah. Did that help you to see it? So for me, I've struggled with just knowing how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And then when I figure out how I'm feeling, it's way too late. And I'm mm-hmm. like freaking the fuck out in the car or I'm crying or I'm, you know, like I'm already too stressed and I can't get myself out. And so... And for me, the, it's been meditation that's helped me kind of see, I still will get to those places, but it helps me see it a little bit further out so that I can kind of like react to it and switch course before it's too late and it's like you're Absolutely. already gone, yeah. you know? It's, like, it's like slowing down your heart rate yes. and not freaking out in the moment yes. kind of in a way too. Mm-hmm. And that's been such a, like it makes total sense on paper and everything. And, and when it works, you're like, yeah, of course. And then, there's, you know, you're never going to be perfect with that shit. And then mm-hmm. it'll, it'll slip sometimes. And I'm like, holy fuck. That is yeah. intense that right. our bodies can just like yeah. do this loop. Transport you. And it's like, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like you get to be 40 and like I did. And yeah. It's like, oh, it's, it is true that exercise and eating right yeah. and, like, not drinking every day is really good for your mental health and you actually feel, like, not depressed. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a place in your life where you can do that. But, yeah. like, I feel like coming from Minnesota or Texas is, yeah. like, such, like, a, you know, just drink a beer, have we, a good time. You two know what I mean? very like, big like, drinking cultures, I'm yeah. sure of, like, right? Like, um, <laughs> be an adult, buckle down, like, uh, suck yes. it up mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, don't show people around you that yes. you're vulnerable or that right. you're breaking. Be, be strong. Yeah. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Keep yeah. your head up. Yeah, yeah. 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 Handle it on yourself. <laughs> I know. Do bootstraps yeah. exist? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that first <laughs> before you ever tell me that. to do what that. What are those? Those? <laughs> um, but, but so then you, so then have you two felt like touring together has, it seems like you've been able to support each other pretty naturally. Did that come pretty quickly of like this understanding? Like you felt like you guys just understood each other. I think that we had like a big clash early on that kind of defined Mm. like where we should go and like how we should deal with just each other. And uh, like, just, I think it kind of, for me, like kind of like blanketed the rest of my life and was like, Oh, you know what? I'm like, acting way selfishly right now Mm. and I can like get my shit together. And it was like a really big motivator for me. And like, I think, uh, I think, yeah, now it's, it's super chill. Like I think everybody just, you know, the fact that like, you know, the, that, uh, I don't know my, like when I'm like advancing a tour, I'm not like, we need 70 cases of beer and five bottles of tequila, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Have a little bit over there. Totally. can drink. It's fine. Yep. It's around doesn't bug me, you know, but everything's like just this level of chill. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like my energy as kind of like a leader in situations, yeah. like can just like tip topple over to everybody just being like a full on mess I've, and just keeping it together just feels really good. 
I couldn't relate more because I, I struggle and I don't tour like now I'm like weekend warrior tour or whatever. So the most I'm out is like four or five nights. But I found myself that was always my coping mechanism was like you're in the van all day and you're still working and you're kind of the leader. And so that was that was it. Like the the two hours before the show and the hour after I just get super fucked up because it was like a easy way to get through it and it was made yeah. things more fun initially yeah it's hard to fit in food so you're like yeah hey, yeah exactly three times more. and you're supposed to get a little loose and it feels better you know blah yeah. blah blah but then but I, I can even tell now and i'm 37 that like after i do four of those days in a row like with shredders or whatever like i my body is not meant for this like i couldn't continue at that rate for even a week i come home and i'm just like yeah. hung over for a week um yeah. so i've been trying to kind of like oh well not super successfully, but we don't tour that much, so it's kind of like a yeah. vacation. But um, for like a yeah, it's like a weekend. But I remember those longer runs, and you're just like, oh, this is just becomes part of the thing. Like, yeah, you get through the day, and it's really long, and the show's fun, and then the the hour after the show's is a rager. Yeah, and then you have to get up at five in the morning and go drive again. And yeah, so, you're like, anyways. I want to read Bukowski. I don't want to. <laughs> totally i came up in punk touring which really for us kind of meant touring for about five or six years when really we had no business touring we couldn't afford it and um, we would basically just be at the mercy of whoever would offer us um, a floor to crash on and um often that turns into what we refer to as a party prison. Oh, so, yeah. I've never heard that. And, yeah, somebody comes up after the show and they're like, hey, you're a punk band. You probably need a place to stay. And we're like, yeah, we probably do. Yeah. And you think that maybe you're going to sleep on their couch or their floor and you show up and there's 30 people there, yeah. records spinning, cocaine everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. you're expected to play the role of like honored guest. Yes. And you, you uh-huh. do it. Three or four or five nights Been in a row. For like 10 years. Uh, and like you're sleeping you're in between. Dried out. You're laying in between the couch and like the coffee table yeah. if they have one. Yep. And With like cat they're playing piss. like there's like three dudes playing like Xbox over <laughs> you all night. Not Ripping bong loads. Like, we have to do this every fucking night. <laughs> yeah. And we you know you're right. Anything oh. else. Party prison. Yeah. I'm going to. That's like a that's so yeah. sums it up. Uh, that's like the uh, it's like the the, the sleeping version. Uh, there's also another one I like to bring up is the small talk headlock. <laughs> where you're like, you know, just like out and you're trying to walk somewhere else. And then there's just this small talk where you're like. People You're are never spewing it. facts at you that they've yeah. read online or they yeah. know as like a jump off point. We're, we're not going to get past this because oh, I, I have to get out of here. I got to go. I, know. My, <laughs> I think one of my least favorite things to be asked by a showgoer, even though I really appreciate the support, like I really, of course. without the people at our shows who, you know, give a fuck about us and about our music, we wouldn't have a job. Yes. Yeah, and, no. and I'm really grateful to be received, but my least favorite thing to be asked by somebody who is there, like a showgoer, is, um, and it happens if you just linger a little too long, like if you, you, may, you might be having a really nice exchange yeah. with somebody at your show and you're both just really stoked and like all smiles and hugs. But then if you linger a little too long, you know, out of politeness, they'll usually be like, so, because they're just being nice. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's new? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, I really, really can't answer that because anything, anything about myself is new right. to you to as you. a complete stranger. Right. Yeah. So I don't understand the question and I'm too introverted. Like, like, now I'm paranoid. Out. Yeah. I, yeah. Now uh, I have to run away. Yeah. No, that is a good, uh, that's I'm going to also remember that. It's a brain brain eraser. Don't Don't ask someone what's new that you don't know. That you don't know. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. It's just confusing. I'm a kid that, as a kid, when the the phrase, what's up, was popular, you know, I wasn't considered. Did you struggle with that? Yeah, exactly. I wasn't considered very cool because someone would be like, hey, Sabrina, what's up? And I'm like. That question doesn't even make any sense. Amazing. <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, geez. Why are like, you so rude? Yeah. Like clipboard. Because I'm logical. <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about the big um, Budweiser ad campaign with the like, what's up? Did I you like that? that's funny. Yeah, okay. Everyone, <laughs> I don't think that's funny. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it off. it no, actually it makes, makes a lot of sense. It makes fun of bro <laughs> Yeah, culture. exactly. <laughs> any major campaign making fun of bro culture is, is a win, yeah. I think. It's also a, empowered bro culture. In a you're way. right. It's like, come it 
did. It was kind of like the it, Dave Chappelle, yeah. like um, Lil John skit, where it was like, this is so good and spot on, but now you go to any fucking frat bar and everyone's just like, okay, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And like, what, damn it. You go anywhere in the US and the bros have the same accent. <sighs> they, all, right. yeah. they all know how to communicate yeah. with like tonality and like, yes, it's sports funny. trivia. It's funny how enthusiastic. All bros are just to live <laughs> yeah. life. Enthusiastic and also like this like force, like nonchalance where they want to seem like they don't care, they don't give a fuck who cool. they are. But... All right, okay, cool. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. I just said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of a lot Sorry of the bathroom the is what I was yeah. asking. A lot of nodding, just a lot of head nodding. <laughs> Shout outs to bros too, though. You know, yeah. hey, there's a place for all of us. Records. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Vinyl collection is clutch. Exactly. Yes. Yes. No doubt about it. So let's talk about the the music itself. We've kind of like walked around it, but I got to see kind of an inside glimpse into like two people's very distinct creative processes kind of come together in a really awesome way. I've talked to Jake about it as it was happening. Like, holy fuck! Like that <laughs> that next batch came through, and you guys were really getting into the record. It was just like. And, and I talk about this a lot too, where it's like, you know, you start something new and the first things are just like, you just figuring out each other. Yeah. And then the second thing you do, there's a little more intention. And then like, at some point it's a band or it clicks and you're like, this is it. Yeah. We, now we do this. Yeah. Like the songs we've written beyond this record that just came out beyond hot dish are insane right now. And we're playing those, it. some of those on tour. Are you? It's yes. like, yeah. It's like reaching another level, but but it seemed like the chemistry just like, and, and I'm just talking about like musical chemistry clicked pretty fucking fast. And that's a big shout out to, to Aaron Baum and Ryan Mock, obviously yeah. too. Yeah, it was just a big collective effort of just yeah. like, like, I don't know. I don't know. It was nice to like think to, I think in our live show, we both kind of like reel it back in, in a way sure. where we both compliment each other and are kind of like, we're still wild, but like, Together, wild. Yes, you're like a. It's like a sock, uh, like a three-legged race sock hop kind <laughs> <Yeah>. of. <laughs> like writing, I think it's just really fun. I don't know. I just like hearing Sabrina sing a different style of like just like more like straight up pop that could yeah. be quiet or could be it can be like anything. It can be like wild, but I don't know. I think it's just like another facet for both of us to like discover and kind of like. I don't know, I feel like I'm like dusting off like some Shanana kind of sensibilities yeah. that I had that like I'd never get to use. Yeah, you didn't have and, an outlet for them. Like uh, it's such a thing that you get into when you're in a band. Oh, totally. Band, you know, where everybody's like. It happens to everybody. A five person voice or six headed like everybody's in on it. Like you resent each other yep. in weird ways, even yeah. though you love the hell out of them. There's no way around it. I mean, yeah. Doomtree is a seven person monster like that where it's like yeah. I can't tell yeah I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about where you're like, I feel like in, in a lot of interviews you've talked about like balancing everybody's egos because yes. everybody's got this ego especially as performers like totally. everybody wants to get their shine and so yeah. it can be a equally like annoying as hell while you love that yes that and it's all said in love but yeah but then you're also like wringing their necks like seconds away from death sometimes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Im a imminent implosion yes. all the time until it just chills out yeah it just worked out it was a great Trade off, mm -hmm. like a, it's like a handshake. Pen, pen collaboration is a pen pal set. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and now, you know, the going through the process of like, okay, now the songs are there. Now we got to find someone to actually mix it, and now we got to, oh, are we going to put it out? You know, are you going to put it out yourselves or all that? Always feels like an eternity. Also, now in 2020, doing like the old school rollout like we did, like yeah. four months advance or yeah, whatever, yeah. three months announcing yep. it, felt like nine years because <laughs> everyone's like it's so into like the surprise album cycle or something or totally. like here's nine tenths of the album for yes. free just you know what i mean and it's, we're going on tour like the tour is announced like before you know of yes. the album or anything and like it was just kind of fun and old-timey the way we rolled it out yeah it's like oh oh god this is this does feel really long by the time like yes by the time last friday february 21st <laughs> came around it was like Jesus Christ, just come out just already. Let's go. And then all of a sudden it's out and you're like, oh yeah, yeah it's out. Well, it's always been out. That's done. Yeah. I guess then you go on tour and then you make another one is the whole thing. Yeah. Like I've, that, that time period used to be elongated and now I feel like it's like, if you're not already making the next one while you're on tour, you're fucking up somehow, which yeah. can be really that's stressful. Hard. I feel like that's what got us when we came off our West Coast tour last time. We were like, we got to get yeah. more songs down. And then I feel like that's when we like, 
were all so tired that it became like kind of a if we were like we're just a crabby with each other. You know what I mean? We're like, okay, we don't need to try this hard. We're not like helping ourselves like be creative by like just stretching ourselves. Totally. I feel like there's just certain things with that come with uh announcing and putting things out now where you like are putting all this pressure on yourself and you're really excited, but like you announce your tour dates and then all of a sudden everybody on Twitter is like but I live yeah. in, and you're like, ah, I just announced. What about Missoula shows? And also, Missoula is on that list. Right. You just read all the way through. There. Or we were in Missoula last month, <laughs> yeah, and you missed night. it. <laughs> yeah, there are people do that all the time. Where you're driving away from the city, uh, and like, when are you play in Seattle? It's like, well, twelve uh, hours ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> assholes. My favorite is when they they look at your show calendar, and they they see a day off on there, and they're like, oh. That day off would be perfect for you to play in such and such town, and then uh, and and then my little private heart is just like, but you don't understand I'm what tired. that day off means to me. Yeah. Like, I want to see I movie. Need and that day. Yes, I need the Wild Wings. I time need to go to the me. mall. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And not to harp on fans, I know that's a really easy thing to well, do, and obviously we preface it, <laughs> but it's like you know, it is a, it's a thing of, of they're fine. Is they're fine. I said, <laughs> I said, I said they're, they're, they're fans. Oh, they're fans. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love the. Fans. But it is just guys. one of those things. Like uh, yeah, everyone's perspectives are different, but a lot of times you get the like, oh, you have a day off, so you should play Vancouver, which is like thirty hours away yeah. from fucking yeah. like, like yeah. I would love to Miami. Do <laughs> and yeah. this is not the last tour, but yeah, yeah, totally. just, it is funny. I saw Craig. Oh yeah, and announced some hold steady stuff the other day, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. This is the part where you all tell me where you live." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It really does. It kind of never fails, and I get it, especially as a as a kid who grew up in a in a market where, I mean, now Minneapolis is like an actual major play for most people that come through, and yeah. we don't get skipped. But when I was younger, we always got skipped, and so I know that feeling of like, "Oh, you you're not going to be here again," and like, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I yeah. think it's also like, as somebody who has never toured and is just a music fan, it's like also just completely being unaware of what the behind the scenes looks like and what touring takes out of a yeah. person. Oh and yeah, what, no like, question. What that costs and all that. So then, to you, it's just like, oh, just play a show. That's what you do. That's yeah. your job. But yeah, it's like yeah. that's only a small part of like an a- actual musician's job. Yeah, and, and I think, yeah, I'm not like 22 anymore. Right. We'd just be would just be like, yeah, every time we'll play a show totally. today. We'll do whatever. Totally, we'll yeah. tech yeah. nine it. Yeah. The three days before, I feel completely different kind of insanity than yeah. like the week after, where I feel like I just got out of, out of like prison. Yeah. And I'm like reintegrating into society, and I'm like, where do I fit? Do you get depression after tour? Are you like, I yeah. get? Do you absolutely? Yeah. yeah, depression in like the the most literal sense of the word of just uh, total absence of feeling, absence of mm. energy, absence of you know reason and motivation, yeah. and uh, and it, you know there was one time. Actually, the time that I needed to check in to inpatient, it was, I was on the road for a year and seven months Jeez. without oh any God. breaks that were longer oh, no. than Jeez. a week. That's like a Metallica then, World Tour or yeah. something. That's... And, and but it was definitely a very you know bootstraps tour. <laughs> sure. So it was just us oh, trying God. something. It was an investment <laughs> of our bodies sure and was. minds. And so, um, so at that time, I you know I was like, oh wow, I I can't communicate. I can't take care of myself. Yeah. I'm not eating. I'm, yeah. I have all these intentions at the beginning of the day and the, the day ends and I find that I've been sitting on my kitchen floor. So it was yeah. a scary time. Yeah. Um, but now I, uh, I'm much better equipped to deal with those feelings because I'm like, that's just what it is. It's just my body resetting. If I think about it in an Eastern medicine sense, mm. I need that rest. I need, oh, a, yeah. I need to let my energy, you know, yes. flow and regenerate. Um, so I just let it happen now. I kind of won't tell people that I'm back. Yeah. yeah and that's, then, that's yeah. Genius. It's the only time that I'll order delivery food. I kind of treat myself like I'm sick when that happens. Yeah. I mean, you are in a way. Right. It's you like, totally are. And you need like, yeah, it's like this, like, it's, it's really important, like, especially like with a new relationship or something to be like. When I get back, yes. This oh, yeah. first, like, I'm excited to see you, but I need but don't a day touch or two. <laughs> I need a day or two to like, yes. not do anything. Totally. I don't want to go out and see everybody. I I want to see you, but I also don't want to answer questions about yep. the tour just because I don't need to think about it right now because I don't know 
what life really totally. is. And I'm just going from move, 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 constant to just like the sedentary, like, whoa, what is It's like, you know, it's like when, uh, if like, you know, a merry-go-round stopped spinning right. immediately and you just like, you know what I mean? It's you night just, and day. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and I'm Shani from Palisa would always talk about, um, she would come home and get a hotel for one or two nights. Ooh. So, wow, that's so, you know, you're like still kind of in a hotel and it's like this weird like transition. I, I was like, love, that's so good. I do really love smart. hotels. Oh, I love hotels. It is such a hard, like just <laughs> shakes you back into reality. And that's, that's when I get depressed. I'm like, oh, life's not a party. And, <laughs> but these kids are awesome, but I don't really want to, you know, whatever. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a parent. I'm not one to give parenting advice but I think if I had three kids I'd be like hey that's basically a dance troupe <laughs> and if y'all could for me for daddy yeah um, oh this is good while I'm away if you could choreograph something to receive me when I come oh back my god this is good with, it would help with my transition oh okay. my god my kids, my kids would, would do it, do it. Well, I think you just need three kids to call you daddy I'll yeah <laughs> exactly well that might be my kids fun. my kids yeah. will call you daddy okay, good. daddy's dance theater <laughs> uh, I'm absolutely gonna I'm gonna play them this interview and that's gonna be the the band-aid for me getting home can, from here I on out. I can absolutely see them doing it. They would, oh, they would yeah. be so thrilled. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're into it. We're already writing songs. We have a new song called Bats Are, Are Our Friends. Oh, So oh, it's cool. a song about, it's pro-bat. Okay, good. It's very like... Uh, as an Austinite, I support that. Yes, oh, you yeah. have many of them. Yeah, yeah. Many of them. Not uh, enough people talking about bats. No, I feel exactly. Like bats are getting a bad rap. We need to raise... The virus thing. Going I know. Around, so you know what it's I mean? It's not just like, the bats. Yeah, let's give yeah. the bats a chance. It's what the humans do with the bats. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It always is. It's what the humans do with the animal. That generally tends to, to lead to some shit. Uh, what, do you guys have any... So we talked about like, yeah, you kind of treat yourself when you get home, but is there anything on tour that you each have that's like your thing that you, like for a lot of people I'm with, it's like a, a half day massage or a fucking, you know, nice. whatever. Like, do you guys do anything besides the ordering pizza to the hotel room? <laughs> I try to exercise as much as yeah. I can, but it's hard, you know, but so that, hard. that's kind of like, that's not even like a treat. That's just like to keep my brain from like devolving. Yeah. yeah I definitely asked the the Domino's pizza person for a massage, but they were like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's going to be extra." They're yeah. like, "No, like, we didn't bring, we didn't order any of the butter." Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. It's key. Oh man, <laughs> delivery Domino's massage with garlic butter yeah. would be an, an incredible add-on. Oh, if that prompted like you at the end, the sound of zits. <laughs> I just hear zits growing. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just a work. We're just we're, we're workshopping right here. Just an idea. Just an idea. Uh, my, I'm 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 uh, such a like a like don't touch me person. So the idea of a Domino's delivery person giving me a massage is just like absolutely horrendous. Like oh god. Jacob, the don't touch me person. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Domino's don't be trying to massage. Don't Jacob. do it. But, don't do it. Stay in your Sean, lane. But Sean and Beak, absolutely. Yeah, you could watch. Sure. You could watch somebody get a massage with garlic butter. As long as it's not yeah, in Sabrina's room, it's fine. Yeah. Did you keep the smell they, away? As long as they don't have to smell it in the morning. On that note, did anyone see the picture that someone posted of? They made a bath and they dumped hot flaming hot Cheetos in it, like oh. a lot of them. Ugh. And it looks like just a soggy flaming hot Cheetos bath. Yeah, why? Anyways, I don't know. Look it up. I saw it and I was like, what? That is incredible. Did somebody Perfect just do that for fun or were they like, this has healing? I don't know. Maybe they hated their <laughs> bathtub so much and all their plumbing that they wanted to destroy it yeah, in I, the worst way possible. Cool. I don't know. It threw me for a loop, so I'm just asking for Ew. any I just, information. I have not seen this. Yeah, check it out. You check it out. I'll show it to you after offline here. It'll be like great. a fetish thing to Yeah, it might be. might be. And that might be my fetish now. <laughs> like, you guys got to see this. I have a lot of pictures of it. Honestly. I have a lot of pictures. I have a folder. Do you guys have, oh, yeah, we're, do you have anything else you want to plug or that you would like to reach out and ask for an endorsement from? Ooh. Because we always, we're always doing this. We're always on a hunt for new endorsements. I want Ford to get, oh, actually, I want, uh, you know, I want Mercedes or Ford to yes. give us a new van. Okay. Free. We're, so we're putting it out there into the world. This is how it starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If anyone has any connections at Ford or Mercedes Benz. Yeah. I need free corduroys from Levi's. Ooh. Uh, Ooh that's such a good I one. I used to get them. They used to give them out all the time. What happened to that wow. era? Levi's yeah. used to give you free pants. Yeah. I, it so was a cool. thing. And jackets. Like they would like dye a j- pants and jackets to match each other. So I'd have like pink and blue <sighs> and like full on closet full. I need a pair of corduroys because Sean. 
pretty much exclusively wears corduroys. And, That's all I wear. Um, I'd like to match a little more so. Oh, yeah. If, if anybody just has some extra corduroys, extra corduroys. hanging around. Oh, we don't like need a, new ones. Corporation. We don't even need new ones. Yeah. We're like, like crowdsourcing. Yeah. What are you, 28? You know, yeah, send them my way. Kind of, you know, the, the, the width of the cord is actually called the whale. Oh, oh wow. Sean, Sean likes a very fine whale. I think I like yeah. a fine whale. <laughs> yeah, fine whale. What do you like? A, a thick well, whale? What do you? What would you call that? <laughs> yeah, a, wide whale? a wide whale. A, yeah, a whole wide whale. Super thick whale. <laughs> it's very was out in the nineties. Yeah, so yeah, maybe yeah. just a moderate whale. For yeah, me. somewhere in the middle. You know, you can appeal the you appeal the both sides. Extremely average whale. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, 28s, size 28s. I've yeah. learned so much. I've La- learned so much. Lagunitas hop water. They can just oh. give me cases and cases of that. And what that is that? Is that oh, like? Oh, I tried that while I was in Chicago. Is that like a non-alcoholic? Like it's basically like the Lacroix of beer. It's got a oh. little bit of a hop flavor. Yeah, they have it at like tons of bars, especially like Grumpy's and like all the first yes. venues here. Have Fulton it. has a new called like Hopped, and it's like a seltzer, but it has booze in it. Yeah, it's got booze. Got it. But yeah, but got there's it. there's a should be a bunch more. Of these. This I think is no they have, booze. Like, CBD and like THC in them. Sure. In California and stuff. Mm-hmm. So okay. But is this just a wish list? It is. Yeah. Absolutely. Hundred percent. I guess my life's not really at a place to have a dog, Ooh. but if I could have a dog, it would be a a standard poodle. Oh. Yeah. I also like to chill with you know the the small ones too. So yeah, I guess if there were like a poodle society, yep. and Ooh. then they could maybe link up with Heartbones to have poodle visitation. Yes. Oh, well, you got to meet map, Steve like, Marsh yeah. and Maggie. Yes. And just they, they just have like the pinball Blair. map, we need a poodle map. Ooh, poodle map. <laughs> oh, I like this. Idea. Well, yeah, because at one point, I think it was Uber or Lyft was offering like, you could... Ah, I'm going to fuck this up. But you could literally have like a puppy in the car or have it dropped Whoa. off to you for an hour wow. or something like that. There was some sort of animal oh, awareness That was like thing. Bieber mode. They yes. also give you like a free Justin Bieber yes. album. Or no, you pay $5 you extra. You pay extra. Yeah. Because um, yes, I think that's possible. And I think maybe enough people out here listening that are going to see a Heartbones show on this tour, if you just bring your standard poodle to the show, yeah, maybe there's just a little meet and greet. Oh. Sabrina hangs out with your dog. Sabrina meets your dog. And with some meat. Yeah. She greets, meat. She meets your dog. She greets They greets. greet your dog with meats. They eat meats together. It's more of a greet and meats. Yeah. Greet and meats. <laughs> Sorry, puppy. I'm out of meats, but here's some black Here, olives. Here you go. Here's a black Oh, nice. What do they yeah. call that in stand-up comedy when you I wrap it up with back. the... Yeah, wrap, yep, yep, yep. That's good. It's a callback. Um, Jake, did you have any new endorsements? It's it's always just podcast beer. It's always just like beer. Kind of boring. Yeah. Like, uh, I, well, okay. What about uh, dream big? Like it doesn't have to be just practical. Dream big. Uh, I don't. I don't know what else I do beyond like working. Um, <laughs> I don't know if like any of the like Twin Cities venues just want to be like, hey, you can come to shows whenever you want. Ooh, I think we can probably good. work that out. Yeah, yeah just life be list. Like, Do you want life? Let's list. put that out if, there. If they wanted me to start a podcast where I just follow people around before the show, so we can get a sense of what is it like before a show, right? People are curious, <laughs> so I would just um, hang out. There you go. I think I have a good feeling about this one. Yeah, that's just called yeah. the job. Yeah, and you just yeah. exactly. Yeah, they have to be there. So yeah, first step. If you want to <laughs> give me a job, yeah. <laughs> uh, I do have one currently, but we can talk. We can yeah. talk. talk. There's always. Potential for yeah. multiple jobs. I, exactly. I love, I have like Multitask. three jobs now, so let's just make it four. Let's yeah. Might as well. It. Let's do <laughs> it. Might as well. I'm young. Collect. I want a, um, an endorsement by a robe company. Just a Ooh. company that makes lots of oh. different types of robes. Wow. That's a mm-hmm. wonderful mm-hmm. idea. I want a different robe for every season and type of day. My wow. When I went to South by two years ago with Radio K, we stayed at the like hotel that the convention center was at, and they they had robes. And oh, it yeah. was like, I never realized how incredible having oh, a robe yeah. at a hotel room is. Mm-hmm. It's oh, you got to so wear good. that robe. You yeah. got to wear the robe. I wore, I wore it all the time. It's so fun to like walk down to the pool in your robe. Or yeah, I was on a cruise once, and I just wore like Speedo and a robe <laughs> the entire time. You just have to. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that's, that's what you have to do. <laughs> do they wash the robes is what I want to know. Because I, I always wear the robe. Yeah. Okay, good. It's like Sabrina's just going, ew, ew, ew. <laughs> For the for the Doomtree shows in May, Doomtree robes. Doomtree robes. Oh, oh. with the Doomtree. Oh, that's right good. Here. That's oh. good. That's gonna be a high ticket item. But I think it would be. A high I think ticket, people. It, it, people it would buy it. it. Yeah. Okay. Doomtree robes. Yeah. Right. 
Now we're putting that out there. Who's going to be the manufacturer of the robe? Call, call it Doomtree Casuals. Oh, I like that. Doomtree <laughs> <laughs> Casuals. I like that. And then an offshoot, some Heartbones Casuals. Yeah. yeah. I want to do sweatpants, like old time. Yes. Like old, like, we were talking about that. Yeah. Wilco does them, and they Down look the side, awesome. Yeah. yeah. My like biggest regret is not buying the Prince sweatpants that he had, like, the, the, um, the, like, his font of his name in the revolution. Oh yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Down the side mm-hmm. at like a f- show at the uh, forum in LA, oh. like long ago when he was doing like every day there. And uh, that's you like, didn't buy they were like 80 bucks. Yeah. I was like, I can't buy sweatpants yeah. for 80 bucks. And now you like, a year later. I was like, why the fuck? Now you'd pay 800 for it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would. No. If anyone has a pair of Prince sweatpants out there, a medium, a medium size, <laughs> we'll take those two. Yeah, that's on my list. When you drop the corduroys off for Sabrina, we'll just the take the pants. The family's got to have like a warehouse full somewhere. They of, do, of and I have a new, sweatpants. I have a plug with the new like executive director at Paisley, so we can we go, go there now. We can yeah, go there. Go. We have an open invite. Yes, let's go. So we can go there and we can sniff out the sweatpants. Ooh, gross. Well, <laughs> we can search out. We'll search out the sweatpants. <laughs> Sweatpants sniffers coming on through. Sweatpants sniffers. And on that note, <laughs> it's been an absolute joy yeah. to have Heartbones on. Thank you guys, especially yeah. for making time the day before you leave for a big tour. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. when we get back, we will definitely be sweatpants sniffers. Okay, okay. sweatpants <laughs> sniffers. Let's hope so. We'll get it. We'll have a follow up interview. We'll see. <laughs> Thank you. Best of luck. Make sure you go listen, buy, share Hot Dish by Heartbones uh, album of the year. Oh, wow. So okay, so far. Yeah, so far. So far. It's a long year. <laughs> uh, love you guys. Thank you for coming on. We Bye. love you. Thank you. Yay. There's the clap right there. I like the way you move I kinda like the